0: Welcome to the Every Nation Rosebank Church podcast. At our church, we honor God, make disciples, and transform nations. For more information about our church, visit everynationrosebank.org and don't forget to subscribe. I I was an orphan. I was an orphan. I was an orphan. I didn't know my father. I was alone. Helpless. Helpless. I had no family. I didn't belong to anyone. To anyone. To anyone. I was an orphan. No one saw me. No one knew me. I was invisible. I was lost. I was lost. No one claimed me. No one said, he's mine. She's mine. I was an orphan. I was an orphan. Hungry. Like all the food in the world couldn't fill me up. I was vulnerable. Unprotected, at risk, cold, tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. I thought I didn't matter. I thought no one cared. No one cared. I was an orphan. I was an orphan. I was an orphan. But I was found. But I was found. I was found. Someone stepped in. And someone saw me. I was sought, pursued, wanted, known. I was an orphan, but now I belong. Now I belong. Now I belong. I'm embraced. A sister. A brother. I know my father. I know my father. I know my father. I was an orphan, but I am loved. At great cost. I am restored. I am restored. And for the first time, I know that I am valued. Prized. Forever. 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 I was an orphan. I was an orphan. I was an orphan. We're all orphans. So I care for orphans. So I care for orphans. I was an orphan. So I care for orphans. Good afternoon, Twelvers. It's good to be with you. I should change the language, it's 12.15, right? (laughs) Good afternoon, it's good to be with you, and it's an honor for me to bring the word this afternoon. Um, Today is Orphan Sunday, and uh, I saw a status that my son put on his WhatsApp this past week that really just struck me. He's a doctor in Addington Hospital, in, uh, in Durban, and he put it on his status that he saw these nurses uh, feeding this baby, and it's for a couple of days. So he approached the nurses, and he says, so where's the mother of the baby? He says, no, it's a student who don't want the baby, and she needs to go home, and she can't go home with this child. And it broke my heart. And the nurses replied and says, "It happens many times." It's estimated that 153 million orphans worldwide. Over, four, over 43 million in Africa, in South Africa itself, between three and a half to four million orphans. This is an epidemic that existed far before the mention of COVID. It's an epidemic that took more lives than COVID. And yet, it is still with us. There's no cure for it. No human cure for it. But there's a Father who is a father to the fatherless. The cure to orphans, to be an orphan, is a father that loves us. And today, we're not celebrating Orphan Day. You can't celebrate something so, so dramatic. But we are reminded of the used task, the mandate, that we have, to love and to care for orphans. I remember (laughs) as I was preparing for the sermon, there was a picture in my mind, a vivid picture that I cannot get out of my mind, of a young man who who at first doesn't want to have many kids. And he made a beautiful women, and they got married. And two years later, after they married, this young little boy was born. It wasn't planned. They thought they were going to still have a long honeymoon. But man, when that young man arrived on the scene, when he was on the, the maternity ward, where this father, for the first time, held this young boy in his hands, This this father who did not understand the father heart looked at this little boy and he looked in his eyes and he saw him and something happened inside of him. And suddenly, a man who didn't understand fatherhood had developed a father heart. Two weeks ago, that young man came to visit And we came one day from the gym and I walked with him and I said, Stian, you messed me up. (laughs) I said, that moment I hold you and I looked at your face. You messed me. You showed me something that I did not know. And for the first time I understand the Father heart of God. And you inspired me. Look how you messed me up. There's three more after you. <laughs> I says, man, that, that, that financially ruined me. I says, man, what have you done to me? <laughs> but Man, do I love that man. And I remember it was three years later we prayed for my little girl, Matilda. She's not little anymore, but Little in my eyes. (laughs) And she rocked up on the scene and again, it just happened. I took her and I dedicated her to to the Lord at that moment when she was birthed. God done some healing in my heart. Because what I did not understand is that I was an orphan. (laughs) I was an orphan. I sometimes seen myself as an orphan. And I didn't understand the heart of a father. And there's a story in the Bible that is going about two orphan sons. Now you're going to say, how is that possible? Orphan and sons in the same sentence. I'll, I'll explain that to you. But there was a story in the Bible of two orphan sons who have experienced the same thing. And today... Yes, there's a mandate for us to be reminded that we need to care for the orphan and the widow and the needy and the sojourner. But there is another disease that sometimes grasps our hearts that is bringing us to a place where we become spiritual orphans. And I want to speak about that today. And we're going to read from Galatians 4, verse 4 to 7. I mean that the heir, as long as he is a child, is no different from a slave. Though he is the owner of everything, but is under guardianship and managers until the date set by his father. In the same way, we also when we were children, were enslaved to the element principles of this world. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. We all are adopted. The moment we accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we all are adopted. And because you are sons, God has set the spirit of His Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. Paul goes on and he speaks to the Romans and he's on the same thing. I'm just wondering why Paul writes to to the Galatians and to Romans and this thing about being adopted. And he goes on and he says, For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, ever, Father. The Spirit Himself bear witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs. Heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ. Provided we suffer with Him in order that we may also be glorified with Him. Oh, wow. When I, when I just read this, it just struck me this: by the Spirit of God, those who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. Man, when when we accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior, something happened inside of us, and the Spirit, the indwelling Spirit inside of us says it says by. Whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit cries from inside of us, Abba, Father. I love that word crying. The, 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 the Greek there is literally like a crowd that is screaming. It is so intense that the Spirit inside of me cry out, Abba, Father. Oh my goodness. I had to learn spirit inside of me craving for the Father. And He birthed a f- sonship within my heart. So we ask ourselves, what is then the foundation of adoption? Have we all then been adopted? What does it mean? Well, But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. It is something that God does inside of us. Only God can adopt us. And when Paul wrote to the Romans and he wrote to the Galatians, There was this tension between the Jews and the Rome uh, and and, uh, the Gentiles, thank you, (laughs) between the Gentiles, and the Gentiles telling the, 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 uh, the Jews telling the Gentiles that they don't belong, and this tension sits within this congregation, and there's a tension that we do not belong, we don't, we don't look like one another, we don't talk like one another, And this thing starts to erupt where you don't embrace our culture. And we saw Paul address this all. And he started off by saying, you are all adopted. You are all adopted. Now that word adopt means to be placed as a son. To be placed as a son. That is what the Greek means. God placed us as sons. The moment we accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior, He takes us and He places us as sons. Oh, <laughs> that is a magnificent Father. That is a magnificent Father that can do something like that. When, you know what, when I think about it, if I like place... As a son, For a brief moment, I see myself holding Tom Jr. in my hands, dedicating him to God right there in the maternity ward next to my wife. And something stirs and happens inside of me. And I grew a love for this young man. There's nothing that he can do to deserve it. There is nothing that this young man at that moment could have done for me to feel the way I felt about him. There was nothing he could not do. He couldn't speak at that moment. He couldn't tell me back that he loved me. But man, when I looked at him, I loved him. And I think... That moment when God look at you, when he look at you, he says, you, my son and my daughter, there's nothing that you can do that will make me love you more. You are loved already. You are accepted already. Tim Jr. didn't have to do anything to be accepted. The moment he was out of the hospital, he went with us to home. We didn't leave him behind. He was not rejected. He was accepted. You loved the moment God conceived you. He conceived you because He loved you. You can do nothing for Him to love you more. You see, the thing with adoption and why we are adopted is... Something went wrong with us. It is we who did not trust Him. It is we not trusting Him enough. And this all happened. And, and all of us struggle with that, right? But this is part of, of what happened in, 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 the, in the Garden of Eden. When God told Adam and Eve, do not eat of the street. If they would have just trusted him. If they just would have trusted him. God loves us. And this is where my story comes in from two prodigal sons. In Luke 15, Jesus tells the story of the prodigal son. And he tells about the son who asked his dad for his inheritance early, and he went and squandered it. And we always think about the story of the son who has left. But there's also the son that stayed behind. And if we read that story, both of them did not trust the father, really. Both of them struggled to trust the father. The prodigal son, he's manifested by saying, Dad, give me my inheritance early so that I can go and do what I need to do. The other son, we also see when the brother returns, he says, That son of yours. He didn't seem really part of that family. Friends, things that God had to work with me through my life as I followed Him and grew in my trust in this journey walking with Him, was I needed to get rid of competing and needing to stand out. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 18, but as it is, God arranged the members in this body, each one of them. As you choose. God has given us all uniqueness. We're all unique. And God loves you for that. But you know what? An orphan spirit sometimes says that I need to compete, I need to compete for my place in this household. I need to compete. I, I'm so scared when someone started to minister better than I do. <laughs> I feel threatened when 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 suddenly someone else asked someone to do what I was supposed to do. And I feel threatened and I feel like there's competition. And this orphan spirit inside of me starts to rise up. And I feel like I have to compete. And it's thrive. We strive to gain the Father's love. I came from a a ministry where there was a lot of thrive. And it is not easy to live in a place like that where the orphan spirit was so strong. Second thing that God had to taught me is to let go of my isolation and independence. I love that penguin in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) But that is what orphan spirit does to us. It makes us feel like a penguin in the desert. It makes that we... We want to preserve ourselves and, and withdraw from family. And, 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 and we, we, we want to be our island on ourselves. We want to create our own ministries. And we put names to it. Because we're an island on ourselves. And this is where we see the, the, the older brother when he comes to his father's place. And, and, and we see the distrust in the father when he, he sees there's a, there's a party going on and he goes, to the, he goes to the servant, not to the father. And he asks the, the servant, he says, what's going on here? If he trusted the father, he would have gone to the father. And he went to the servant, and he says, hey, what's happening here? What is this? He says, no man, we're throwing a party, your brother just returned. And then he went and he spoke to the father. He didn't even go to his father. He stayed outside. The Bible says that he he was so angry and he stayed outside. He isolated him because his insecurities, the spirit of the adoption, the the orphan spirit inside of him, made him to withdraw. And he stands outside. But then we see the father comes. And he approaches him. And he says, my son, what's going on? And he says, that's son of yours. And then the father responds and he says, your brother. (laughs) God addressed his isolation by saying, no, 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 you see him as a son. I see him as a brother to you. He's a son to me, but he's a brother to you. You know, this is, God, God wants us not to isolate ourselves. The third thing that I had to learn through my walk with God, is, <laughs> oh my word, did I had fears and insecurities, and I still do. <laughs> and do I need to die to them? Matthew 20, uh, 10, 29-31 Are you not, are, are not two sparrows sold for a penny? And not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father. But even the hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not. Therefore, you are more value than many sparrows. God loves you. And He, His love drives out all fear, all insecurity. It is the love of the Father that brings, and and we see this with the two sons as well, how the love of the Father drives out their fear, and how He brings reconciliation. The father steps in and he brings and he restores every time that relationship. We see the son that returns. The father sees him in the distance. And he starts running towards him. And, and, and the son's fear has prompted him to say, oh, I am not worthy to be your son. Make me one of your servants. I love the father's response to that. The father's response was, no, bring a ring, bring a cloak, bring shoes, put it on his feet. Bring the fattened calf for my son. My son was dead, but now are alive. Oh, man. We see this. The older brother who stays outside, who doesn't want to come in, how God just go out to him. And he addressed his fear. And he says, why are you acting like this? Why do you behave like this? Always you've been with me. What is mine is yours. For us to overcome The spirit of the orphan spirit is to embrace the Father. Performance and orientation. (laughs) Orphan spirits struggle a lot with performance. I need to do works to fit in, to be accepted. We see that the son that returned says, Father, let me regain by serving you. We see the elder son who stayed at home and says, Father, pa, how long had I served you? He saw himself as a servant in the household of his father. Both of them struggled with an orphan spirit. And when Jesus told this story it was because the Pharisees and the scribes has discriminated Jesus or discriminated against those that Jesus associated him with. They feel they were better. Because they have kept the law, they were in right standing, and they had performed to be right with God. Only Jesus can make us right. Only Jesus can reveal the heart of the Father to us. Only when the Spirit of Jesus lives in our hearts, we understand the heart of the Father. And then we experience glorious grace. The grace that we see each one of those sons has received from the Father. I'm going to show this clip quickly to you. Can we just dim the lights, please? Okay, all your court bears in here, the new ones as well. Speaking of court, um, I just... I wanted to apologize for what I wrote to the judge. It was all true. Yeah, I mean, it was a little out of context, maybe, but there's no hard feelings. Actually, I wanted to give you the statement we wrote that we couldn't read in court. Just just so you have it. Yeah. Guys, mom's here. All right, get up, get up. Come on. Come on, let's go. Lita, come on. Be your stuff. Find me, Hey, I've got a car seat for Lita, if you don't have one. You guys picking us up? Where's Mom? She was supposed to meet us at the office this morning, and she didn't show. Oh, no. She didn't answer her phone. What, did you go to her house? Did you sh- what if something happened her Yes, house? we went to see her. She was very ashamed. She said she can't do it. No, she didn't. No, because why? why would she, um... Why would she fill out all the forms, and then the court stuff, and the reunification stuff, she didn't... Busy. your mom said you filled out all those forms. Why help, but so what? She felt she was being pushed into something that she wasn't ready for. No, I I didn't push her. She's ready. Just, Just... just let me talk to her, please. And then... and then we can figure something out, and... Honey... She can take me home. Honey, when we saw her, it was obvious she's using again. She's not coming, baby. Sweetie, we're so sorry. Lizzie. (laughs) Lizzie. We'll go get her. Watch the kids. Just wait there, okay? Lizzie! Lizzie! my parents. No, we're not. But you know what we are. We're here. That's right. We're here, and we love you. <laughs> what? No, you don't. You don't even know me. Yes. Hey, uh, what? What the hell's going on uh, out could here? Could you just give us a few minutes, please? Oh, okay, sorry. Lizzie, honey, we do know you. We we know that you hate cheese, but you. We really love cheeseburgers. And we know that when you feel good in the morning, you put on a little less makeup than you do on the bad days. Exactly. Yeah? And look, we know that the most important thing in the world to you is to protect Juan Lita from the things nobody protected you yes. from. We know that about you, right? Yes, honey. Look, we know that there's so much that we don't know, but but if you're afraid that we can't handle knowing the bad stuff or the scary stuff, that we can, I promise. Yeah, bring it. I mean, whatever you got, we want it because we love you, Lizzie. Stop saying that. Please, just go away, please. Please. It's made me think a lot about our Father in Heaven, who chases after us. And when we respond like Lizzie, she says, you, you, you don't want to know me. You tell me you love me, but you, you don't want to know me. There's a lot of stuff in here that you will not like when you. You approach church like that. We, we come here and, 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 and we're supposed to be a family. <laughs> but man, there's stuff that I don't want you to know because you will not love me anymore. God says there's nothing, nothing that can separate you from my love. No angels, (laughs) no demons. There is nothing. Paul says this, I am assured of that nothing can separate us from the love of the Father. God proved to us that he ran after us as Pete ran after Lizzie when Jesus was nailed to the cross to say, this is my heart for you, that your sin can no longer separate us from one another. It was God running to us, chasing after you. Therefore, the heart of the Father, all we need to do all we needed to do is like this younger boy, this younger son in the household who came to himself, who came to himself and says, I will return to my father's house. And he came to his father and he says, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. It takes repentance. We need to make Right. And an orphan spirit, we need to repent of not trusting God enough. That's the only way that we can deal with orphan spirit. Is when we repent. It says, Jesus, I'm striving. I'm striving for your love and I don't need to. Lord, I'm fighting for my independence. But I don't have to. Because I trust you. I believe you. What the orphan spirit does to us as well. It makes us like the Pharisees and the scribes, not seeing brothers and sisters who are lost and who need to come to the Father. And orphan spirits sometimes make us blind to these things. I want to tell you a story and this is how I'm going to close with. It's a story that's probably going to reflect like bad on me, but many years ago, we Matthew was Two years old, he just started to walk. We went to, for a summer holiday. And as we got out of the sea, we took the kids to shower. And Matthew, in that moment, in this crowd, got confused. He got confused of who Mom and Daddy is. And he followed someone that he thought looked like us. And as we turn around, Natasha and myself, we're looking for Matthew, and, and man, that fear grasped our heart. That our son is lost. And, uh, and we started to search. We searched far and wide. And we, we could not find Matthew. And what was minutes felt like days. It felt like hours. And we could not find Matthew. And in this whole escapade of looking for Matthew, my other two, and I understand why they did that. They didn't understand this yet. They is Daddy, can we have ice cream? <laughs> I got a little bit impatient. Says, don't ask for ice cream. Help me look for your brother. But you know what? A lady brought Matthew to us and says, Are you guys looking for your boy? I felt like buying her ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) The question is, why didn't the elder brother went and looked for his younger brother? What stopped him to go and look for his brother? What was he after? That he as the elder brother could not take it upon him to go and seek for his brother. Is it our insecurities? Is it, is it that we have to perform? That we have to do all of these things that we forget about our brothers and sisters? Because we're more consumed about our ice cream than looking for those who are lost. Friends, the Father's invitation to us is let me love you. Trust me. Trust me. We have a mandate. We have a mandate. If we embrace that father moment as I had when I saw my kids, each one of them, and I dedicated them in the maternity ward next to my wife, still covered in blood. And I fall in love with these young boys. and God. <laughs> Sorry, my daughter. <laughs> but I can't believe... It. I, I, It was the most beautiful moments for me. I I mean, my wife was giving birth, and I was looking, and Matthew was about to pop out, and I ran to my wife. I said, he's got red hair. (laughs) I was so excited about him. My wife didn't want to hear. (laughs) She was in pain. (laughs) But I was excited to see the life that is about to erupt. I can't wait to hold that man in my arms. This is God, thank you for this gift. Oh, this is how the Father feels about us. And all we had to do and all we have to do is to trust Him. Can I ask us to stand as I'm going to pray for us? I I really want to trust God. If, if if Pastor David told this story in the previous service, that really struck me. And I guess it was probably most my journey as well, as I followed the Lord. Things that has got me to think like an orphan. The more I learn to forgive more I started to embrace the heart of the Father. And unforgiveness keeps us back sometimes. When we hold on to hurt, prevent us from moving forward, of trusting the Lord. And if there's unforgiveness in your heart today, if there is unforgiveness that you harbor, I want to ask you, for the Lord's sake, For your own sake, let go. Do not let your insecurities and a thinking like an orphan hold you back. God has placed the lonely in family. I know God has placed me here. I am part of family. Therefore, I will embrace it. You are my brothers and sisters. Lord, we come right now. And Father, we we repent. If these things in our lives, Lord, that we still hold on to. And we were supposed to let go of Father. Forgive us, Lord. Father, if there's a mentality of we think like orphans, forgive us, Lord. We choose to trust. We choose to trust you this afternoon. In Jesus' name, amen.